Photo Oleg Magni, Pexels.com. How freely messages flow. Social media is flooded with diverse communication that range from informative to humorous, educational to philosophical. A lot of sifting helps us reach our preferred info. Diving into the depths of those messages we chance upon an unusual companionship. Sponge-like we soak content seeking repose in this unusual digital man camaraderie. But then can social media be the only message-bearing entity? A WhatsApp share or chat, a LinkedIn post, an FB update, a Twitter buzz, an Instagram image alone are not the only means of communicating stuff, not mention the long-time traditional like newspapers and TV channels etc. Could it be that we're limiting our possibilities if we restrict ourselves only to this medium? Our eyes riveted to screens could miss out on significant and fascinating messages that the universe aches to convey. Incidents. People. Thoughts. These are message bearers too, aren't they? Here's a personal experience. Our family trip to Assam over a decade ago. Perhaps in 2008. My mother needed to fulfill a vow made to Kamakya Devi, Guwahati, during her first daughter's rather difficult delivery. But she couldn't do the pilgrimage, even as years rolled by, due to ill health and consequent travel restraints. A few years after my mother merged with Sai, the Devi beckoned. She was in my thoughts for several months and the message was clear it was time to fulfill the vow. A long and delayed flight brought us to Guwahati where the temple is situated. Outside the airport, a cab driver picked us to take us to the hotel. During the drive the friendly man began chatting and asked what had brought us to little visited northeast part of the country. When he came to know the purpose, he stunned with the info that Ma Kamakid Devi Temple would close the very next day for three months, as was the tradition since years, to which we were oblivious. He advised that we should drive straight to the temple as it was nearing 4 p.m. and the temple would close by sunset to open three months later. What ignorance! And what luck! Kamakya Temple! Accepting his suggestion, we rerouted to the temple and were in for more shock-teeming crowd outside the temple. Entire humanity seemed to have converged for this much-valued darshan. Total strangers to the city, we felt hapless, oblivious of whom to turn to. But the angel was with us. He reassured he would be able to get us up to the closest point and then the rest depended on our luck together with the Devi's blessings. True to his word, he took us to a waiting space which seemed more like a massive cage through which we needed to pass. But it was jam-packed. Jostling and nudging of the milling crowds kept pushing us forward till we arrived at the shut gates. Nauseous claustrophobia overpowered me, and an unusual fear took birth in the pit of my stomach. Staring helplessly into a sea of faces, I ached to escape either into the vastness of the temple or away from all this. Involuntary lips began chanting mantras, at that time Baba Faith was a bud, eyes tightly shut I sent out an inward prayer to the Goddess Mother to show mercy, to let us in. Strength returned slowly to wobbly knees and the sinking feeling began to dissipate. Thirty minutes later, the doors flung open and thus began the journey inside this gigantic Devi temple. With the grace of Kamakya Devi Ma my mother's vow was fulfilled almost twenty years after she had made it. She must have felt a great sense of relief, posthumously. A sense of fulfillment engulfed me. The visit ended. The message of the visit has become clear now. What was the message? The stranger cabbie conveyed it, the temple deity conveyed it, the experience too conveyed it. The message read, today is the time of vow fulfillment. Nothing can stop its fruition. Not the late flight. Not the ignorance about important religious matters. Not the milling crowds. Not the claustrophobia. Not the anxious fears. Not the shut temple doors. That darshan and vow fulfillment was meant to happen on that fateful day, after several decades of it being made. Everything around us has a message. Our acuity of observation helps find this message. Our reasoning ability helps to understand them. 
Messages are an inherently significant part of Sri Sai Satcharita. A holy book which chronicles Sai Baba's words, his divine charitable acts of spiritually uplifting followers, his marvelous, inspiring Leela. The writer of Satcharita, whom Sai Baba nicknamed Hamadpin, compiled and wrote out these messages over six years. Thanks to Sai Baba's grace and blessings he began this self-assigned, and guru-willed task long after Sai Baba's samadhi. An absolute marvel and a divine blessing this potty may as well be the Ramayana or Bible or Guru Granth Sahib or Quran of Sai Devotees. It's remarkable that everyone who picks up this treatise, to open either a random page or for systematic reading, receives an answer to his doubts. Many a times the reading echoes the state of mind or life situation, smiley face, so high is the possibility of receiving all your answers that every Sai worshipper believes in the book implicitly and considers it as a representative of Baba himself. Isn't it pragmatic to explore the book, discover messages conveyed and derive maximum benefit? Well then. Here come the two messages for today to Ovi. Ovi 55 is from CH2, the purpose of the book naming of the author, listening to these tales, which came straight from Baba's mouth, the devotees will become oblivious of their physical sufferings and as they meditate upon them constantly, they will be liberated automatically from the ties of worldly life. The message is clear, love and faith. Two simple offerings to win Sai's heart. To win him over, no money. No wealth, no paraphernalia. Only a lot of mental strength and conviction to keep going onwards toward him. Not too easy but not impossible either. If a little extra effort takes us to Sai, to a world of exquisite joy and infinite contentment, helps us remain submerged in an ocean of love and compassion, and eventually attain salvation and moksha, can it ever be exceedingly difficult to surrender to Sai? Should it be? The next message might make the yearning stronger. Message bearer is OV14 of CH3, the purpose of the book Baba's approbation of his God of this one will increase our happiness hormones. What with suggestions for constant singing and outpouring of Sai experiences, sharing enthusiastically. Constant chanting, it may not be always allowed, reprograms the mind taking it away from mental anguish and physical afflictions. Thinking is redirected to devotion and worship. Can there ever be anything like too much singing or worship or siwa? These would come also easy, wouldn't they? Whoever sings my praises in a kirtan, to whom I shall give total happiness, peace, and contentment, always. This is my promise, says Sai Baba. Happy Sai Nam singing then. Till next time, Tuesday. Miguel UOOC1. Padre UOOF1 UOOE1NPexels.com. P.S. Sitting nonplussed before the computer, the blog writing played hide and seek till she called and said, you better write something good. It was her blessings that helped shape the story of this post. Grateful to you Bharati Ben, folded hands.